Associate Ministers Holland, Lawrence, Robinson, and Smith, official board members and friends, God morning to you. The theme for this Missionary Sunday refers to the blood of Jesus and how it continues to work, how it continues to work beyond the cross how it continues to work beyond the grave, and how it continues to work and is now seated at the right hand of the Father. Father God, I thank you for this another opportunity to come before your people to deliver what it is you have told me to say. I will bless the Lord at all times, and your praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul, hallelujah, doth boast in the Lord. The humble hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. And let us exalt his name together. That's it. That's it. That's it. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Is your garment blood washed? And can these dry bones live? Leviticus 17, 10 through 14. And whatsoever man there be of the house of Israel or of the strangers that sojourn among you that eateth any manner of blood, 
I will even set my face against that soul that eateth it and will cut him off from among his people. He will be excluded from God's saving grace. For the life of the flesh is in the blood, and God has given it to us upon the brazen altar to make an atonement for our sins. Ye shall eat the blood of no manner of flesh, for the life of all flesh is the blood thereof. In Leviticus, we find God telling his people that the sacrificial blood of animals is the atonement or payment for their sins and is life. Let's delve, why don't we, into what atonement is. Merriam-Webster's dictionary defines atonement as the reparation for an offense wrongdoing or injury. Atonement is the process by which people remove obstacles and distractions from their lives to strengthen their relationship, their individual intimate relationship with God. Through the sacrificial blood, the Israelites were able to receive forgiveness and pardon. God for their sins, hallelujah, and wrongdoings. The sacrificial blood on the altar is a shadow of what was to come. The reconciliation of God and man through Jesus' sacrificial death. Listen. Listen, do you hear a clicking in your ears? Do you hear crickets chirping? Do you see tumbleweed blowing about in the churches? Not here at Greater Abyssinia, of course. And do you ever wonder, can these dry bones live? Well, I'm here to share what the Lord says about those crickety, crackling, stiff, dry bones. Ezekiel in 37, 1 through 10, was set in the valley of dry bones in a vision and was asked by God, can these bones live? Ezekiel answered, O Lord God, Thou knowest, and he said unto me, Prophesy upon these bones, saying, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, Behold, I will cause breath, my Ruach spirit, to enter into you, and ye shall live. So Ezekiel prophesied as he was commanded, and there was a noise and a shaking as the bones came together. The sinews came, 
the flesh, and then the skin, but there was no life, no breath. Ezekiel then petitioned the four winds to breathe upon the bones so that they may live. As the spirit, the breath of God entered them, they stood up on their feet as an exceeding great army of the Lord. Are you part of God's living and breathing army? Or are you just a dry bone sitting on the premises? Are your bones oiled like a fine-tuned machine? Or do you have to get the cricks and the cracks out? The church must stand up in these days as God's army ready for battle. We must consistently be dressed in our full armor everywhere we go. The helmet of salvation, hallelujah, protecting our thoughts and our minds which are bound to the mind of Christ, our breastplate of righteousness, our shield of faith to ward off the fiery darts of the wicked, our loins girt about with, the, with truth, our feet shod with the gospel of peace and our sword of the spirit which is God's holy word we cannot fight in a war or battle natural or spiritual without preparation without strategies without skills to defeat the enemy so we see in Leviticus and Ezekiel how the sacrificial blood allows for forgiveness of sins and the breath of God gives life to dry bones and dry situations. Is your garment, your soul, blood washed? Can your dry bones live? In 1 Peter 1, 18 through 21, we find how the blood of Jesus saves us. As Sister Pat Patterson so eloquently reminded us on Wednesday during prayer meeting. For as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible and tangible things as silver or gold or from your vain conversation received by tradition. 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 From your fathers and your grandfathers and generations before, but with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb of a lamb without blemish and without spot. He saved us once and for all. This was part of God's plan, for Jesus was chosen, foreordained, and destined to do this even before the foundation of the world was laid. 
This is being manifest in these last days so that we will put all our trust, all our faith, and all our hope only in God. We exalt and thank you, Abba Father, that before the world was formed, you knew we weren't going to get it right. So you already had a plan in place for us to be saved, freed from our sins. You chose your only begotten son, Jesus the Christ, the sinless lamb of God, as the propitiation for us to be redeemed. The shedding of animal blood as atonement was no longer enough to take away the sins of the world. Therefore, the precious blood of Jesus, the precious blood of Jesus, the anointed one, was shed to pay our sin debt. Without the shedding of blood, Hebrews 9.22, there will be no remission of sins. Which one of you, I mean us, would be willing to sacrifice our own child for our friends, sacrifice our own child for our family, and sacrifice our own child for our enemies? Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> the, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Is your garment blood washed? Are your bones alive and ready for battle? The blood of Jesus cleanses us from our unrighteousness. A familial scripture in Romans 3, 21, 25 through 25 states, For all have sinned, all have sinned, all have sinned, not just me, not just you, not just Jews, not just Gentiles, but all have sinned and come short of God's glory, whom God has set forth to be an atoning sacrifice through faith in his blood and to declare his righteousness for the remission of past sins, sins that have already been committed sins that are being committed right now and sins that will be committed in the future. Our righteousness on its own is as filthy rags. Filthy rags. Not just dirty, but filthy rags. And because of this, God placed us in right standing with him as a gift of love. He didn't have to. He could have let us suffer in our sins and just shake his head and say, oh, Lord, my children, when are they going to get it?
together. Elohim, our creator, restored us to where he wanted us to be since the beginning of time, the first Adam, through Christ's righteousness, the second Adam. Because of the blood, we are saved. Because of the blood, our, our bones are no longer dry. They live to fight the fight of him that sent us. Because of the blood, we have been made righteous. Because of the blood, we have been redeemed. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Because of the blood, we are saved. This bears repeating from our guilt and our sins. Because of the blood, we are saved by Jesus the Christ. Because of the blood, we can climb mountains, strewn in our paths, or just say, be thou removed and cast into the sea. Because of the blood, we can walk through valleys with our shepherd, hallelujah. With our shepherd, we shall not want. He leads us beside the still waters. He, he restores our soul. He leads us in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for my God is with me. His rod and staff comfort me. He prepares a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Not just my friends, but mine enemies. Hallelujah. Because of the blood, we are sanctified, set apart, and ordained as a prophet speaking to nations. Jeremiah 1 and 5. Read it when you get home. Is your garment, which is your soul, blood washed and your bones ready to war? Are you determined to be holy as God is holy? Will you not grow weary in well-doing? For in due season, your bell pairs them and victory is here. Is this your season of God's promises? To you being filled, will you not allow the blood Jesus shed on the cross be for naught? We are God's army covered by the blood of Jesus, and our bones are lubricated. Yes. Yeah with anointed oil that dripped from Aaron's beard. Let us remain covered and anointed for God's kingdom purpose here on earth. Though my sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. I thank you, Lord Jesus. I thank you for the blood. For without blood, hallelujah, being shed, I would be lost. Without your blood, Jesus, I would not be able to stand for you. And I would fall for anything. Without the blood of Jesus, 
we would not yes. be able to do what it is we do for the kingdom. So my friends and my members and friends, my saints in this, this service, those watching it virtually, please remember that it's the blood yes, that makes the difference. Yes, sir. The blood, blood of Jesus makes the difference. Blood that Jesus shed. The blood that Jesus shed. Go to the church.